0: Welcome everybody to Self-Evident Podcast number forty-eight. You got Macy and Mike, what? and we are we are here. We are kicking butt. Sorry for uh, Mike just re- issued a video here uh, a few days ago about uh, why we couldn't do one last week was because of the hurricane. Supposedly it was a yeah. beautiful, beautiful storm. <laughs> we had a couple branches down, but we will rebuild. And we are praying. Uh, but in all seriousness, we are praying for the Bahamas here Absolutely. at our church. We're, we're doing a lot of. Uh, uh, donation gathering yeah. where, we're, you know, some wonderful things are happening with like the CVS's and the Walmarts and different things like that. We have some friends uh, from our church that are, and, and used to come to church here that actually have planes. So we're going to be delivering uh, products there. So that's a cool thing. If you guys want to check that out, uh, you can go on revivalsnow.com and there's actually a link where you can donate. If you guys want to donate to this effort. Um, the only reason I'm talking about is I would probably never do this because you never know where the money goes, but what we're actually doing and collecting is going to go straight to these yeah. families because we have people there uh, in these areas that were affected. And so it's 100% going to uh, Treasure Cay and, and all these, uh, Abaco, all these other areas, yep. uh, because there's a couple of people that, uh, one person in particular goes to church here, um, It works on a shipping area that actually ships uh, uh, boats oh, to that area. Perfect. So, yeah, so we're shipping things there, and we're flying directly there to the people. Good. So please go on there, usnow.com. Uh, and, and donate what you can. That would be so awesome. And, and we just want to help that. And we're continuing to pray for the Bahamas because that's that's important.
1: And the only reason that we point out um, that the money is going to the Bahamas is, like I said in that video, there are organizations where it's very top heavy. Um, so just do your research. Even if you're not going to donate to Revive, that's fine. We're, they, we're not yeah, trying no. to sell Revive over anything else. Just take a look at who you're donating to. Um, and, and be sure the vast majority of that money is going to the Bahamas because we want people to get the help they need. So
0: Yeah, and anybody that's watching this that's close here to Stewart, Florida, um, if you guys could help with like tents, uh, easily open food, not canned goods, things like that, that's what they need now. Survival gear, basically, clothes, yeah. things like that. Uh, is really what they need. They don't need the, the canned good things because those are really hard to open and they weigh a lot. So these these planes that they're taking, they're smaller ones. And, you know, they're kind of the single single yeah. dual, dual uh, single airplane type single thing, single prop, single or prop, or prop. prop or dual prop. Uh, so please, uh, if you guys want to help, please let us know. Contact us here, no. um, or go to the website and contact us because we really want to help that effort. Um, also, too, if you guys are in the area, October twelfth, check this out: Government versus God. We are doing a huge conference. Uh, October 12th, from 9 to 3.30, we're going to be hitting a bunch of different issues, such as separation of church and state, uh, the real faith of the founders, even their flaws. I was telling a friend of mine today, I said, I used to do this with the founders. I put them on a pedestal, uh, just thinking that these were like divine, godly men, which I believe in a lot of ways they did do a lot of good things. uh, And they were Christian dudes, a lot of these guys, most of them, I'd say. uh, But they were flawed men, just like you and me. And there's a lot of questions that we have as believers you know how do we justify this how do we answer that we're going to be doing that so we're going to be hitting socialism versus christianity uh prayer how important prayer was at the foundation of america all these different things and talking about the flaws too the constitution the declaration why we have a republic versus democracy all these things are going to be hit that day october 12th here at stuart florida at revived church uh it's open to the public so we're going to be inviting a lot of uh, different folks atheists all of them yeah it's going to be a blast So come on out and see that, and uh, it's actually going to be recorded, which is Mm going to be fun because we're actually going to put together a packet for this so that we don't have to travel everywhere. People can get this and, you know, do it at their churches, and we don't have to be at 40 places at once, and so it's going to be exciting, and you're coming up here doing a tour, hopefully in October, if that's still going. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, so if you guys want to book him, uh, Mike's going to be doing a couple of sessions out in Ohio, so uh, you guys want to book him, go to truth.com
1: or you could call... 616... Two nine eight zero two two nine,
0: and that is his wife, <laughs> who is also his manager, which is awesome because my wife is mine. So yeah, you guys, we're, there's a lot going on. We're touring this month here. We're yeah. going to be gone in Texas, also Colorado for a week, and then next month is the big conference. And so there's a lot. And then he's going out to Ohio. So we're still on the move. We're still doing a lot of things. We're we're, we're not stopping because of, uh, of of weather. We're not stopping <laughs> because I'm, I'm pastoring, or you're you know you got your All stuff. Right. We are continuing to move forward. So now that
1: those intros are out of the way, we got some stuff talk. Back here we go. So last time we talked about Reverend Barber, and we talked about good episode. Th- it was I. I really enjoyed that that highlight. Um, and I think it's important that we start pointing this stuff out and pointing out why these people are wrong. Basically, <laughs> you know i i I looked. It's a at, good way to put it. I looked at the title. I was like, "Is that too harsh?" No. no, no, it's not. It's no. it's true. Um, and so this week, we're going to play a short clip yep. of Chris Hayes from MSNBC. And one of the things he talks, he's talking about is the Electoral College. This has come up in the Democratic debates. A lot of the candidates have gotten on board of getting rid of the Electoral College. You noticed right after Trump that suddenly the Electoral College was the bad guy, which... I can understand that from the Democrat side because they're the ones that have gotten screwed by the Electoral right, College. Right. you know. So it makes sense that they want to come at it, but there's a reason to defend it and a reason that we have it in place. And we're going to show you that. So first, we're going to play this clip of Chris Hayes and his argument against the Electoral College. Listen close.
2: But I think there's actually a deeper philosophical thing happening which is the question of what exactly American democracy is for. And the what? weirdest thing about the Electoral College is the fact that if it wasn't specifically in the Constitution for the presidency, it would be unconstitutional. What? Here's what I mean by that. Starting in the 1960s, 1961, uh, particularly the Supreme Court started developing a jurisprudence of one person, one vote. Right. What? The idea is that each individual vote has to carry roughly the same amount of weight as each other individual vote, which is a pretty intuitive concept, but it was not a reality. There are all sorts of crazy representational systems that were created that would not give one person one vote and would disenfranchise certain minorities. You can guess which ones. What? Here's an example. Let's say you got a city. It's 60% black and it's 40% white. Okay. Here's how you ensure white people stay in charge. Divide the city into four voting districts, right? But you put the entire black population in one district, 60% of the people. And then each district elects one city council member. And voila, now the city council for a majority black city is run by a majority white government.
1: Okay, so so
2: there's a lot pecked into this whole clip,
0: which was only a minute and 20. Yeah. And this is what happens for the most average person. I'm just going to go into this and I want go you to for explain. It. No, go for it. The average person will listen and say, holy smokes, he's right. That, you know, it has happened to minorities. Well, oh, it has, uh, you know, and even the first thing he said was it would be unconstitutional if it wasn't in the constitution. That That is ridiculous. Like, what? Like, the speed limit wouldn't be illegal if it wasn't part of law. <laughs> what? What? You know, so already his premise was it was already unconstitutional. They put it in there. Basically saying they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. He's, so so he's this electoral college was wrong. wrong. Yeah. So he's saying that. Now, to the average person listening to this, they equate that to, oh, yeah, there has been discrimination. Oh, yeah, there has been race problems. Oh, yeah, this has been. This has gerrymandering, which you just yeah. said. And I want you to get into this. But listen close to what he's saying. And this is how people operate. They throw the extreme out there. Right, and people go, Oh yeah. They don't even research it themselves. Then they start to develop their ideals off of what people say. He also said something about the Supreme Court in the sixties, right? Yeah. All these things. So I want you to kind of go into the so explanation.
1: Much like Barber, what happens is there's a, a the absolute a, the absolute and, and a misconstruing of the truth. Whether it's it's conscious or unconscious. There's a problem because he put forward the wrong foundation. So the first foundation, a. a, yeah, we'll, we'll say A. 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 Um, but so, let's, for the sake but of ignorance, for, let's just go B.
2: We'll let's, go B. Let's
1: just say, give him the benefit of the doubt, right? So <laughs> his foundation was, and I'm going to put his words out of place because we'll, we'll start in the middle and work backwards. He said American democracy, Mm. So what he's building off of is the idea of democracy. One vote, one person, right, across the board. He states this as one of the fundamental values and ideals of our nation. The problem is, if you look at the founders' quotes, they all lambasted democracy. Especially Adams.
0: Adams would call democracies, he said they would soon commit suicide. And so, like, democracies to them, notice they didn't have socialism marxism leninism all these isms to them all of that was democracy or monarchy but mainly democracies were different systems of government where the government uh basically was a ruler that's not the way the republic was set up
1: and there's there's an old saying that democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for lunch you know and and that was franklin that's right that's right that's who it was and so with democracy, you've already got the founding fathers going. This isn't good. Why? Because you're putting votes in everybody's hands, and it becomes simple majority. It's not that they didn't want people to have some type of voice; they were putting a barrier against everybody just going mob about something. How easy is it if we all stand around and we vote? Mm, I want more money from the government, which is happening. You, didn't you exactly quote this? what happened? You quoted this last week, uh, the, the Franklin quote. Uh, when people is it the when yep. people figure out that they can vote themselves money, it'll herald the end of the republic. Truth. So the second thing is
0: the 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 problem with the mob mentality. Um, you're seeing it on the streets. Yeah. The Antifa is the you know now I'm not just talking specifically to Democrats. Let's look, go to the other side. The white supremacists and all yeah. these things that happen. Right. There's it's on two sides. There's extremes. Right. And 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 to be honest with you, I think the media does a really good job of covering one side really well.
2: Yeah.
0: And and demonizing one side really well. It's kind of funny that, uh, again, we'll say this from again, we're not Republican or Democrat. That's not what we're going for here, but how they will just eviscerate President Trump, no matter what. This dude could literally free puppies, like he could he could somehow have a giant kennel and be like, oh, he's locking up dogs. You know what I mean? Like they'll do something crazy just to like spin it on this dude. You know what I mean? There's
1: a lot of people who are pointing out that like, if he started. You know, curing cancer, they would start arguing about how cancer is good, you know? No, yeah, and, and he's taking jobs real, away from hospitals. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, like, there's this twist of anything he does, it must be bad and it's bro. for the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah, know? I mean, even, uh, anyways, but to the yeah. point, to the point, the Republic, so the barrier was because of the mob mentality. If you have an illiterate public voting, and I'm, I'm not saying illiterate where they can't read, I'm talking about constitutionally illiterate. If they're illiterate and they just start voting things, what are they voting on? Emotion. Yep. They're not voting anything on principle. That's why it was so important to have that
1: barrier. Exactly. And if you look at the way our government is set up, mm-hmm. we've got our House of Representatives, and then we've got the Senate, right? So the, the representative... Not to say that Congress is literate right now. No, they're illiterate. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's make that clear. We've gone far away from yeah. this document. So.
1: Bygone eras. Back in the past, a long time ago, yes, yes, <laughs> when this system was... That. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't <laughs> go <laughs> no, go you're good. the you're good. It's, you're so right. I mean, let's not pretend that we have any faith in Congress right now. Right. But if we did, and it was running properly, um, you've got two different chambers right. or, or houses, right? It's If you look at, say, a British parliament it's kind of a similar idea. You have the house of commons and the house of lords. Commons, the common folk, right? The, the people, the yeah. people lords. Okay. That, that defines something else, almost like a, a, a territorial representative. Exactly. So, so you've got a, a different level in the American system. The idea was you had representatives who came. That's why we do it by population, right? The house of representatives is based on population, They come from their different areas, from their different districts, and they come as representatives for the people. You've got the Senate, who they're not supposed to just be representatives for a single district. Two senators for every state, correct? So they're supposed to be more of the political class. And that's why there's those checks and balances between the two, is the House of Representatives, what were they given? The purse strings. That's right. So that way the the political class, the, the people who were supposed to be studious and expert in the idea of, in government and politics, couldn't just do whatever they wanted with the budget. It was the people who said we're in control of the purse strings. Now I get all of this to say, notice it's not just a system of one vote, one person. It's a system of checks and balances, system of areas, two different levels that are competing against each other to keep each other in balance. Right. right?
0: And, and think about this. Those that want to get rid of this electoral college. Let's say that it votes against what you want. Who's going to keep that kind of tyranny in check? Yeah, it's a tyranny they, of the dude, people. Dude, they're they, like what you're asking for will come against you if this isn't done properly. So you look at uh, the, the, this is why the three branches of government were so important, mm-hmm. to keep each other accountable, but when they work in tandem, that's why I think we mentioned this in, in a couple of other uh, podcasts. All Republican, not good, because yeah. they just start running with that ball. Yeah, All Dem- all Democrat, not good. They start running. That's why it's like, oh my gosh, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, he's going to elect another Supreme Court justice. Blah, 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 blah. Right? I mean, it's 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 almost like um, they're not supposed to be working for the Republican Party. No. It's supposed to be blind justice. Uh, the representatives in, in, in the Senate, they're supposed to keep the Supreme Court in check. The president's supposed to keep the Supreme Court in check. The, the Supreme Court's supposed to keep the president in check. Supreme Court's supposed to keep the Senate in check. The president's supposed to keep the Senate and the Congress in <laughs> check. And they're supposed to keep him in check, or her. They're, Let's for all of you that want a woman president one day, which we do, we're cool with that, they, right? Great. If they can I, do the job, mean, why not? I don't mean to only talk in <laughs> masculine terms, so that's what I'm saying, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive. You're here. fine. I'm just saying for the people. <laughs> I know they was talking male chauvinist <laughs> pigs. Jeez, yeah, uh, not what we're they. saying. Not what we're saying. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it would be dope. I think. I think, dude, my wife would be a great president. I think she she manages budgets well, and and you know she she. She does what she reads. If it says it, she does it. You know yep. what I mean? She's pretty good at this stuff, right? So I, I wouldn't mind it at all. I don't think I could run for president because I, I just have a short temper and I don't <laughs> couldn't deal with people. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> what's necessary. I don't know. But back to the point. If you want mob mentality, who is going to be your safeguard mm-hmm. when mob mentality comes against what you want? I'm talking to the Democrats now. Let's just go with the Dem- They're the ones pushing for this. If the Republicans, let's say the Republicans are getting out there and they're starting to educate people, all of a sudden they start voting mob rule mentality the way that you want it. Yeah. Who's going to keep them in check if they become tyrannical against that constitution that you supposedly are upholding? Which this this dude just said, uh, basically, the the Electoral College
1: is unconstitutional if it wasn't in the Constitution. Which, uh, that's that's our next point, is, (laughs) boy... Boy, (laughs) sit down. So he talks about how it's unconstitutional if it weren't in the Constitution. The problem is you are completely misrepresenting the document. Absolutely. The entire document was built on the premise of a representative republic, not a democracy. The Constitution is actually very consistent with the idea of representative and a republic. Amen. So a republic is not a democracy. A republic holds itself to a certain standard. Right. Right. We're a constitutional republic. We're also a representative constitutional republic because we send our representatives to vote for us.
0: Right. I think, too, if, if we had the representative republic the way it's supposed to be, honestly, if the people were still illiterate, you thank God that you have a representative who is constitutional exactly. to still restrain the federal government from you, not doing your duty as a citizen to understand that document. Exactly. Right. So now we have these different schools of thought. And there, I think the reason why people are convoluted on the Constitution is because we're still we're enacting, and we've been doing this since, what, 1911, maybe 1901? Yeah. We've enacted socialistic policies yeah. that have counteracted the Constitution. So we take that and say, well, since it was done then, this Constitution thing, that, that's not what they meant. They didn't do this. No, we're not.
1: You don't get it. Like, gosh. What you point out is what he was talking about with jurisprudence. He goes, well, in the 50s and 60s, they started talking about one person, one vote. Well, hold on. That's the 50s and 60s. Yeah. That's that's a especially after we went away from original intent. And we started going into case law. We started going into precedence. So the judicial system had already set itself up to go, well, whatever the last guy said about this, that's probably what I'm going to go with. So we should go with, yeah. And so you built this system over a series of steps to where it became, we're a democracy, not a republic. So we have to start voting in judicial cases like a democracy, not a republic. Right. Um, One example that I know I've brought up before is California. So in California, you had... I believe it was L.A. voting against farmers in the counties surrounding it as to where the water would go. The farmers needed the water for their crops and for for agricultural produce. But because they had just a popular vote on the whole idea, L.A. had tons more people, and so they voted themselves the water. Huh. So all of a sudden, now you have a bunch of farmers in the counties surrounding it going I can't get my water because LA just diverted my water. You would argue that's a problem. That's mob mentality. And when we look at the Electoral College, what are we looking at? We're looking at trying to put a barrier against mob mentality of the cities turning around and going, You country bumpkins, I don't like you. So I'm going to start voting against you. And guess what? We got the numbers. And, dude, how, how crazy it's become where the government
0: has actually allowed this to happen, where people have a mob mentality, yeah, right? Because now we beg the federal government for what we want instead of just being free enough to do what we want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like making packs, like the city should be able to make packs with those that are out in the country saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to even at 50-50, but then the government comes in and says, you must obey or else, right? Yep. So then they start, basically, it becomes where we're dependent on a government. For what we're supposed to be doing ourselves, Ooh, you know what I mean. So like they've they've, they've kind of, and, and I am saying that they've allowed this. So How many representatives are out there saying this is on you now? This is your responsibility. This isn't us. That's not our duty. That's not our job. That's not what we're supposed to do. Guys like Amash, Thomas Massey, yes, yeah. of course I understand. But like the Maxine is ain't doing that. No, right. The 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 let's go this far. Ted Cruz, uh, yeah, you know, there hey, are the times there maybe right maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the government. Yeah. We need less government. And now, I'm not saying Todd Ted Cruz is a bad guy. I'm Not not at all. Right? But the, the, the power of what you do is in your hands. And if you keep asking the government for it, they're going to create law for it. Guess what happens? That creates a penalty. You know what that happens? Force. Now government comes in with force to say, you better do this or else. That's not what they wanted or intended. Right? right. And now it's getting so big, so out of control, that everything has to run through the federal government now. Shoot, dude. Uh putting up shutters, man, at what point is it going to come illegal where it's like, you only did every other one, man.
1: You, you know what I mean? You got to have a license in order to put your put shutters, your shutters up. up. Yeah, we could get there. I mean, there there are places where you have to have a license in order to have a rain barrel. You know, it, 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 d- dude, it, just weird government intrusion. And the job of the representatives, we're supposed to come back to the people and say, I can't do this. This isn't constitutional. I can't vote for what you want me to vote for. It wasn't just for them to go and say, oh, they want this, this, and this, so I'm going to go vote for this, this, and this. That's what it's easily become because think about it. If you tell me I can't vote what you want, well, I'm going to look to the other guy who says I'll do it. That's right. That's right. We create our own monster. We do. We do. And yeah? it's funny
0: because like, then you can create laws such as ban plastic straws. Yeah. Dude, to me, that was a litmus test. I don't think it had anything to do with the environment. To me, hear me out on this one. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb with yep. this. How far can we go with the American people? Ban plastic straws. When the, the cup that you're drinking out of has more plastic than a straw. <laughs> Starbucks. I'm saying Starbucks or whoever, yep. right? The, the things that we're using. To, dude, have you been to a restaurant where they give you a to-go cup and straight plastic with a, with a, with a paper straw? Oh, because the straw was destroying everything. To me, it was a litmus test. How far can they take the people? They'll they'll get behind anything. I mean, I'm being honest here. Democrats, listen to me. You'll get behind anything a Democrat says. Literally. I'm talking about those who have this agenda. There's some Democrats that are woke, if yeah. you want to say it. Like and the and it's,
1: it is a growing number that are saying, this is God, not the Democrat Party that I voted take for. take
0: it to the Republicans yeah. now. They do yeah. the same thing. Do literally kissing Trump's everything when he does something. Man, and if you say anything about Trump, dude, you're not for him. No, not at all. I don't want him to have all the power. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I'm still praying for the guy. I don't mm-hmm. know what to think about his character. I actually, yeah, I do. I don't like it. I don't like that he's out there tweeting the way he's doing it. I don't, and I don't like it when Christians are justifying it, saying we don't need a guy who's well spoken. Uh, no, we don't. But we also don't need an, a, a jerk. Yeah. Because
1: it comes back on evangelicals too. Because yeah. now the the thing that's coming out and being said a lot is you evangelicals are supporting this guy who's so hypocritical to all the standards that you supposedly support. That's exactly right. Dude. And they're right. They, they are. are right. I'm sorry, but when you look at the things that this guy has done and this the things that this guy has stood for in the past, and I'm I'm saying this. In respect to him, okay, it's it's not like completely lambasting him, but I'm kind of lambasting evangelicals because yes, you, you sold yourself out to him because you got sick of being called names and you got sick of of being pressed, which which not yes, oppressed, just pressed, pressed,
0: yeah, and, and President Obama was no better. Like the, the the whole idea that we have a president who thought. I can just sign healthcare into law and I'm gonna do I everything. I got a I
1: pen and a phone.
0: I got a pen and a cell phone, and I also can just lie about it and call it a tax. Yeah. And we all know it wasn't a tax, straight penalty against the American dude. Like think about this, Democrats. Let's just just think with me for a minute. Free health care, and if you didn't get it, you paid a penalty. <laughs> Free health care, and if you didn't get it, you paid a penalty. I'll say it again. Free health care, and if you didn't get it, you paid a penalty. If you didn't get health care, that was free. You paid a penalty. I mean, think about this. This is how bad the parties have gotten. This is how bad and out of control this whole narrative is. The agenda's on both sides. If we continue these narratives, and I'm talking about Fox News too, they literally kiss Trump's butt all the time. That's yep. what they do. It's very rare that you see something coming against president trump i am not coming against president trump as the man i'm coming against policies the dude is spending out of control right now he's allowing it to happen guys we were just as mad when obama did it just as mad under obama's administration what did the debt go up what 10 trillion dollars
1: oh man
0: it was like 10 or 12 trillion Yeah, at least this dude is on course to do that if not more if we continue to spend the way we're spending right we were mad when Obama was pulling money out of Medicare to go pay for things. Now Trump's pulling billions again to go pay for a wall.
1: Look at where the Tea Party stood against Obama. Look how mad they got at the spending and the deficit and the debt. Look how mad they got every time spending increased and where the spending was going. And we're supposed to have a limited government. And we're supposed to not have our taxes go to this. And unfair taxation. Now, a lot of the Tea Party is looking at Trump going,
0: yeah, the entire thing with T is their motto is taxed enough already.
1: But now suddenly we don't we care about the debt. We don't care about the deficit. We're not willing to call him out. We're not willing to stand and say, you're doing the exact same thing that we were mad at Obama for.
0: And we have to not be biased on this. We can't be biased on this, right? Now, has Trump and in the, in the Congress done good things? Of course, man, dropping taxes, all these fantastic, great job. But I don't like small victories, man. Dude. If we're going to dude. Why is it, and we've said this before, that when a democratically elected Congress and Senate and, and, and uh, President, they'll just ram everything they want down your throat. Without repercussion, dude, they'll just do it. They don't even yep. care what you think.
1: Republicans get in there, well, we can't really fight against Roe v. Wade. And I, I think that's something that we need to pound the drum more on, is it's just good a business. Moron? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You caught it? <laughs> so it it's it's good business. It's really the, the good The Republican business. platform is good business. You have to have an enemy to fight against. That's right. If you kill your enemy, you got no enemy to fight against. And there's no more support. We need no more support. support. For. Yeah. We we've gotten rid of abortion. Okay, what now?
0: That's a lofty accusation, but dude, it's it's very very true. And again, guys, I'm sorry, but we're proving you wrong. So people say prove that wrong. Well, we are. Um nothing, the agendas never change. Yeah. It's always the same. Now we have uh, Trump removed sixty million dollars from their funding. They're still getting paid four forty though. Yeah. Right? Don't don't tell like I don't like <laughs> it's frustrating, dude. It's frustrating yeah. because
1: it's like, look at this. Look at well, what? And and this is a perfect example. We had the super majority in the first two years. What happened with abortion? Nada. Not Case closed. Case closed. I don't care what you tell me anymore. Don't say another thing to me about it because case closed. You had two years and a bunch of people who came out and supposedly said, we are here to end it. We are here to do this. You got wet.
0: You, you, man. But think about it. And because we don't fight on the side of God giving us rights, we're trying in the natural to justify when life begins. When the declaration declares clearly that our creator created us with rights, then the first one they said was life, right? And because we don't argue that, I don't care if you believe in this or not. That's what the founder said. The standard was God gave us rights. So in other words, if he gave us the standard, what is the standard to uphold that? You are violating life, dude. And if and people will say, well, we don't know when life begins funny we know when life begins on mars we know that it, by science climate change is happening we know all the scientific research everything stem cell research growing things in petri dishes we know all that stuff but doggone it we don't know when life begins
1: Here, here's a perfect example of that if scientists were able to create a single cell organism in a test tube would they call it life
0: Absolutely, dude And they would run things on MSNBC, CBS, uh, TNT, Fox News. Everything would be headline. Would
1: be scientists create life? Absolutely,
0: but conception is not life. That's exactly right. And so, what happens is if you don't argue on the side of God, if you don't argue how our founders established this nation, you have no basis to stand on. Yeah. You don't have to believe in this. As a matter of fact, our founders believe that, too. You And if we force you to believe in God, it's wrong, too. Madison said that. But we don't want to do that. The bottom line is I'm not arguing because I believe in God. I'm arguing this side because our founders wrote it to be so. The entire purpose of the law was created to protect your rights, mainly life. Yep. You won't have liberty or property if you can't protect that. And the whole reason that we're saying protect life first, so that you can have your liberty and your property. You want government to protect your liberty and property, but they ain't even doing a thing about protecting your life. As a matter of fact, you know what they're doing? They're trying to take away your property to protect your life. And guess what happens then? It's in their hands to protect your life, not your own. And boy, that's dangerous, isn't it? Because we've seen what happens when government takes over the side of life. It becomes euthanasia. And, dude, you might think I'm crazy, but just look up 70 years ago when Hitler was doing experiments on kids who were mentally handicapped.
1: Let's take it a step further. Jews. Look, look at the Scandinavian countries. There are several countries who have basically wiped out Down syndrome. Oh, dude.
0: Because a government can say that they have rule over your life. I don't want them to have rule over my life. It's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine today, right? There's Let's just go with this for a minute. Why is it the federal government comes against the American people, not a foreigner? Hmm. How come I have to have a license or I have to pass TSA screenings? I have to have an ID to purchase a gun. But certainly we can just give them amnesty when they cross the border. We don't even need to double check anymore.
1: And, right. And or we can try give to them give license. them health care. Yeah.
0: Give them health care. <laughs> give them licenses when they're still illegal immigrants. But the American people are the ones called into question, not a foreigner. There is something seriously wrong with that. That in this nation, as an American citizen, I am guilty till proven innocent. But we're supposed to assume that they're innocent until proven guilty when they cross the border. Tell me something, folks. Just listen to me for a minute. It doesn't matter the size of the crime. It's still a crime. If you cross the border illegally, it is illegal. That's it. There's no other... You steal a paperclip or you steal a million dollars. Stealing is stealing in whose eyes? God. That is a great standard to have. The problem is you want your cake and eat it too. That's the issue. Yes, I'm talking to both Democrats and Republicans. You want your cake and you want to eat it too, and you can't do that. You can't do that in the eyes of God. See, he's righteous. I'm not. That's why I love preaching this message because without a moral people, as a matter of fact, John Adams said this, our Constitution was made only... Only, only for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly and adequate to the government of any other. You know what he said just before that? We have no government armed, capable, with the power to contain men's passions, unbridled by religion and morality. We don't have the power capable of stopping men from doing what they're doing.
1: And the problem is, now it has become an idea that government, it's, it's a false illusion that government can have that power. We're, we're looking at the whole mass shooting idea. Right now, what's the discussion? How can government bridle men men's passions and protect everybody else? I'm not saying there shouldn't be safeguards in place in some sense, but the truth of it is you can't control men.
0: So, you can't. So think about this. If I force my child to do good, right, if I constantly whoop my kid and take things away from him to obey me, Am I being a good dad, or am I not teaching him how to obey law because he loves? Which one sounds better? Matter of fact, if I was in a supermarket and I started whooping my kid and took away his toys because he was being unruly, what would you think of me as
1: a parent? Exactly.
0: You're do- the government is doing that right now. Red flag laws. We need this law because apparently the 12,000 other laws about guns in all states and everything didn't work. So guess what? The next step is we need red flag laws now. Oh, that won't work either eventually. You know what's going to happen? Gun confiscation. You know what's yep. not going to work? Gun confiscation. There's going to be more
1: crime. And through the Democrat candidates' discussions and the debates, the idea that's coming up every time is gun buyback. And there's been a few of them that have actually admitted and said, look, this, this is mandatory buyback. We're, we're not going to do a Dude, voluntary. But mandatory buyback. So you're going right. to take my money and then take my gun give me back a little bit of my money what you're not buying back my gun nope you're making me pay you to take my gun that's exactly right and they're still making us pay taxes
0: and they're still making us do all these things and people are like well what can we do what can we do now's the time to step in and get elected folks now's the time to stand in and step in in your local areas man and start standing for this stuff because we can't do this no more like it's come to the point now where people think, dude, 20 years ago, I can promise you the Democrats weren't talking about gun confiscation, maybe yeah. somewhere on the fringe. Well, and they, you what know, it was
1: 94. They tried the assault weapons ban and that lasted, what, 10 years or something. And there was no, it, it didn't do anything because you look at the correlation of, of the drop in violent crime as far as as weapons. It was worldwide. It wasn't just the U.S. It was worldwide. When's the
0: last time you saw a public service announcement about spending time with your family?
1: Or, hey, fathers. That was the one I was going to get. When was the last time you saw something that really supported and upheld, A, fathers, B, a two-parent family?
0: Yeah, and instead of having commercials that basically downgrade masculinity, why not a little bit more manliness from a man? And you wouldn't have a lot of women who, and I don't blame them. I don't blame feminists for what they believe about men sometimes. No. I mean, let's be real here. Dude, men have done a great job of, of leaving their families, of leaving their responsibilities. Now, not in every case. I know that there's times that they leave because they can't handle their wife or whatever. or You know what I mean? Like sometimes, yeah. whatever, situations happen. But in a lot of ways, men leave, right, or women leave. And then there's single-parent homes, and then they have to go work two jobs just to survive. So then, who's raising the kid? Really, the public school system. Well, guess who's in charge now? They get to feed the kids. They get to teach the kids. They get to teach them what they want. All these things. So you look at the down, the the the, the breakdown of the family. And a lot of people talk about this, but let's get real about this. There's a reason that our men don't know how to be men because they're not taught Precisely. to be men. But you want a government to get to get rid of toxic masculinity, and you when want that's it? at home.
1: What are they going to do that you can't do? And you want a government to raise your children and teach them who to be as people.
0: And you're wondering why our kids are the way they are. See, listen to me. Democrat, Republican, I don't care who you are. Listen to this. And and I want you to jump in on this, okay? Because I think you have really good insight on this whole masculinity stuff and feminism in a lot of ways, right? I look at the systems that we have, and I think we as the American people can correct a lot of things if it was left up to us. We would have to We would up. have to. We'd have to step up. We would have to, you know, in some ways, guys, let's, let's be honest here, get rid of one of our jobs, sell our house, downgrade, and really be a family. Isn't that godly? If, if you have to maintain your status and not be a part of your family, you, sir, in the eyes of God, or you, ma'am, in the eyes of God, have gone way past the bounds of what God has entrusted you with. So now you're putting them on the altar... Sacrificed your kids, right? The family for your precious goods. That is dangerous. Seriously, dude, I lived it. I did it. I did it for ministry. Not for worldly stuff, for ministry.
1: Yeah.
0: I made ministry worldly. I did it. I, I, I was guilty. I stopped that now, thank God. And I've got really good friends around me, really good pastors, you that have talked to me and encouraged me and counseled me and coached me to. Your family's first, bro. Family first. Family, family, family. Right? To to make sure I don't lose sight of my kids. But when you have to keep up with Joneses, when you have to consistently fight for all these things that you're making payments on, you can't really afford but you can afford the payment, which is really it's a backwards thinking. I can afford the payment but I can't afford the thing. That's bad. Yeah. Right? You may have to downgrade. You may have to stay home mom. You may have to just let dad work. You may have to sell the house. You may have to get rid of the boats. You may have to but what precious testimony could you have with your family that you raised your kids, that your men are good, godly, ethical men, that your young women, man, they're strong and powerful and beautiful and mighty, and they're all Proverbs 31, and they want to go out there and change the world in a good, godly way, man. That, what wouldn't you want better than that? What better test? what better legacy? Because you know what? Your life, your goods won't last. You yeah. can't
1: take them with you. There's there's a, a graph or a meme or an idea that's a going may may may. around. Meme, may A meme, Um, That's going around and, and talks about how th- it was somebody complaining about how they're single and they work 40-plus hours a week and they just can't keep up on the cooking, the working out, the doing laundry dishes, keep cleaning the house. And somebody responds and says, well, that's because – the system has been built to where you can't do that. Isn't that funny? And, and it's, it basically comes against capitalism and says capitalism made evil. it is evil and made it so that you have to have two people in order to make a household work. The problem is that that didn't start with just capitalism. True. Even, even in a, a completely feudal system or a monarchy, or socialist system. Let's go with a socialist system. If you're a farmer, how many hours are you out in the field? You're out in the field 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day. Right, 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 right. You really have the time to go back and cook and clean and and, and take care of the kids. And No, life is really a two-person game. Stinking right, man. And that's why God intended the helper to be with the man. It, It was not a rule over your wife it's a both of you need each other to help each other out
0: think about this right like i see the 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 things in my kids that like man they have a lot of my attributes mostly i look at the wrong (laughs) the bad (laughs) stuff you know but you know what they carry my demeanor they carry my strength they they're very strong boys and and, you know they're very opinionated i love that about them i really do uh not not to where nathan's cocky but you know (laughs) hey he's he's, he's he's a boy he's growing right you gotta give him some patience and grace Right. But then I look at Carrie and what she instills in them. The respect man. (laughs) Wow. Um, I need her to be her with my boys. Absolutely. Because they're her boys, you know, And, and she needs me to be me because they're her boys and they're my boys. And she needs me to teach them strength. She needs me to teach them, hey, it's okay to scrape the knees, buddy. Don't be just whiny. Don't be this. And then she needs to teach them the side of compassion and stuff like that. But she teaches them fortitude, like stand up and be a man. You know, you can do your own laundry. You can do your own this. You can do your own that. She is teaching them things when I'm not at home because she gets to be a stay-at-home mom, but she does help me with the ministry. I'm not saying that she doesn't work. She works. She's busting her butt all the time, but I learn so much from her and how she teaches them. And she learns a lot from me and how I teach them. And it's such a cool like thing that happens, a synergy that happens between us when we're teaching our boys together. Now I'm having conversations with my almost 11 year old about scripture and like why he believes, do you believe God answers prayer? Yeah. And he was talking about like why he believes that. And you know, because I'm not saying we're perfect dude by far. We're not perfect. Dude. Listen, I suck at parenting. I I can say that. Like I'm not the best parent in the world. Sometimes I'm like, I was just telling a friend of mine today, I assume people think the way I think and it's not good. And I'm trying to get rid of that, but it's really hard for me. But back to the point, the importance of two people raising is that you can trust the other person that they're not going to violate your kids by teaching them wrong or teaching them to disobey you. That's why divorce families, it's so hard because in a lot of ways, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of families, this one will talk bad about the mom. The mom will talk bad about the yeah. dad and split homes and they don't know what to do. So then they learn how to complain. They learn how to uh, uh, gossip and all these things. If you don't have that in your family because you love each other and you love God. See what I mean? Like the family's good here. I don't know how we got on this topic, right. but, but, but great. Either way, yeah, it's good. I, I'm glad we
1: went here. And I think it's important that we point out, look, if you're single, if you're living the single life, we're not saying that that you can't do it. It's just going to be harder. It really is, is to keep up on everything. So then you've got to figure out how do I draw boundaries in order to be the best yep. person that I can be in Amen. all areas of my life. Yeah, yeah, because if you're working sixty hours a week and you got a kid at home and you're a single parent, you need to find another way to do that because that kid needs you at home. Exactly. And and I understand it's it can be extremely tough, and I'm not not trying to downplay it. No, but, but I'm saying that kid is vital. When we had kids, we sacrificed ourselves. We sacrificed our goals, our aims, our careers, whatever, in order to raise another human being. So we have to take that responsibility with the utmost grave, sacred honor. That's right. amen. And raise that kid and go, look, my job, I may be a lawyer and I may be working 70 hours a week and I'm about to make partner. My kid is suffering though. Totally, dude. Do I need that achievement? Or do I need to raise my kid?
0: Because every job or every business has a cost. And what co- You know, at least guys like you know the Gary V's and the Cubans, like they knew the cost. Yeah. they had to build their empires before they started having families. They knew yeah. what it would cost them. They knew. They still know. They they they'll say it bluntly. I mean, let's just go with a Gary V for a second, right? Dude's very blunt about what it costs you. Are you willing to eat it? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say it because, I, I mean, I wasn't, I don't want to cuss, but I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to cuss, but um, he always says it. Are you yeah. willing to eat it for 10 years, sleep on your buddy's couch, you know, for the business, for the sake of growing this, to, yeah. to have an empire? I have all this because I was willing to eat it. Most people aren't, you know. Are, is is that worth your family? That's the question. Is it worth the family? Like, And if you're not willing to have, cool, man, do your thing. Hey, that's great. Ministry, dude, can cost you. It costs you time. Like mm-hmm. We're here tonight. It's almost 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know, haven't been home today. Right? But I know, and my boys know, and my wife know the cost of what we're doing. Yeah. They know that it takes time. They know daddy's gone tonight. Daddy's going to be gone Wednesday nights. Daddy's going to be gone some Tuesday nights. That We just know that. So then my weekends are dedicated to the kids. Right? 100% when they come back from their little school or whatever. That, do you see what I mean? Like, we know the cost, and we know what we're doing, and we've established and kind of built our lives around this. Yeah. But do people know that? And, and is it worth it?
1: And I think one of the things that you pointed out was creating that definition. So when you're home on the weekend, the kids know, look, dad's home. Dad's in 100%. With that's you. right. That's right. Right. And, and a lot of families, dad gets home Friday night and dad is not 100% in on the kids in the family. That's right. You know, it's
0: cool about my kids. We we just bought a house, you know, and it's the first time we ever yeah. bought a house and, uh just went through a hurricane a week later. It's awesome. <laughs> but it wasn't a hurricane, right? It was a little <laughs> storm. It what it sort of turned out to be. But when we were in, the, we had boarded up everything so we'd yeah. watch the movies. And I was on the phone. I think I was texting Pastor or somebody. I can't remember who I was texting. And I, I gave Nathan. Remember, I yep. said this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Dude, he took my phone. He said, I'm putting Good it for on him. the counter. Dude, I was so proud of him. He took it from my hand. He said, Dad, I'm going to put this on the counter. Good for him. It can wait. It can wait. Things can wait. And he sat next to me. And he's like, I, I I, just want, you don't have to explain. You did your job. Yeah. We made a pact together. We made a pact, and he's following his end. That's so cool to me. That is integrity. I want to build that in my kids. I want them to know it's okay. They have a voice, you know, in how I raise them because they do have a voice. They're kids. I'm not saying that they have uh, dominion. They have a voice, though. It's like, Dad, you're too harsh. Or, dad, you're not doing this enough. I ask them all the time, how good of a dad am I? I always have them rate me <laughs> and they they they're brutal. <laughs> yeah. You're not home. You know, we want you home more. So I started going home more, you know, yeah. they're brutal, but it's, it's honestly because I want them to know, like, just like the father, just like God, God, I, I don't understand this or God, I don't do that. Or God, I, how come I don't feel? And m- nine out of 10 times it's well, actually 10 out of 10 times. It's me. Yeah, Right. And, and, but I want them to have a voice because dude, they're going to be dads one day. I don't want to leave any stone unturned with them because they're going to be dads one day. Yeah, They're going to have wives one day. That's insane to me. You know and, what I mean?
1: And you're setting now the foundation and the standard for what they perceive a dad to be and and the relationship yep. that a dad is supposed to have with their kids. You know, yesterday, when you guys stopped by for the, for the 15 minutes prior to that, Melissa and I were chasing Isaac around the living room. He was just screaming at the top of his lungs. The funny thing was I was reading a book while Melissa was kind of playing with him, and the book... One section in the book was talking about how vital and important play is for mm. us as adults, even. You know, as adults, we decide, well, play is for kids. I can't play. The problem is it resets your brain. You're, you're, you, It's very vital for you to play and to enjoy life, right? Which makes sense. If you're in, in drudgery all the time, it just burns you out. And your mentality goes down, to waste. yeah. Man. Yeah. So as I'm reading this, I'm watching them play, and I realize I'm not playing with my kid right now.
0: Dude. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? God's so, so good. It's
1: absolutely. It's like, wow. boy, God really put this in place. That's awesome. So I close the book, and for, for the next you know, 15, 20 minutes... I'm running right around with them chasing him. You know, he, he had his little leaf blower and he had his earmuffs on <laughs> and he's like just screaming at the top of his lungs. And good for him though. That's that's what he needs. He needs to know mom and dad are there to play with him and there to have fun and enjoy yeah. life, right? Yeah. You know, and that will be something that if I continue that consistently and show him that love and undivided attention, He'll grow up a better and more healthy person to where he can do that with his kids. Yeah, you know? and that's
0: something that we lacked as a family. That's why I'm saying I'm not a perfect dad, even hearing the stories. I was in ministry when my kids were young, this young. And it's it's I didn't develop that with them, that whole play side. So now even going outside is a chore for them. Yeah. They don't they don't want to go outside. <laughs> they <laughs> want to stay inside. Yeah, I know, dude. But you know, when we go out and play football or baseball, like I Absolutely. have to develop that again, you know, like yeah. with them. But it was my fault too. Like I to be honest with you, I like sit, I just like after a long day, I just want to sit down, i'm tired that,
1: that's exactly where I was at i was like i'm I'm tired, i don't, no, I need to do this yeah we you need know? to and
0: and again see so we're like we're not saying that you're you can't correct it you can it's impossible to correct all these things, and so we went from electoral college <laughs> to the constitution to democracy versus republic to family. that's kind of unique Interesting. I'm kinda glad though, like we're yeah. pretty eclectic there's a lot of highlights in this by yeah, the way. Absolutely. we can just keep popping highlights yeah. out there, man, anyways. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to podcast number 48. Yeah. Whew. God is good. And, uh, guys, listen, if you want to support us, go on TheSelfEvidentTruth.com, TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Uh, you're going to be seeing some cool things happen from us in the next, by, three to six months. Yeah. Um, some new product coming out. Uh, we got some new shirts coming out. we got some probably new tumblers coming out. Uh, some new stuff from you coming out. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cool things. And, guys, like, honestly, it's to help us raise support because we don't like always asking for donations. We'd rather you buy something, you know, at least, you know.
1: Put something in your hands.
0: Put something in your hands. You get to support a great cause. I'm also, guys, our new monthly support program is coming out very soon. It is called The Appeal to Heaven, uh, and we're going to make a little promo video for this. It's going to be great. Just finished the graphic for it, so we're pretty excited. Um, We're still trying to figure out what that looks like, like what that entails, if you're going to get some money off of, like, you know, we're going to do one on one live yeah. sessions with you guys, that kind of thing. So there's just a lot that goes into that. So we haven't released it yet because of that. And, and, and a lot of things have been happening here locally, too. There's just a lot going on. So, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in uh, and thank you for listening to our babblings, man. It's, it's not easy listening to us. <laughs> yeah, right. But Mike, as soon as he gets more on board with us, we're going to be doing live videos on Facebook. Carrie and I now do uh, live on Facebook Fridays. Uh, we call them uh, uh, Freedom Fridays. So that's exciting. We just started that. Um, we love all of you, man. We love that you're supporting us. We love that you guys. W- if you want to help donate monthly, you can go online, again, the self evident and, and do that because that helps us a lot. And again, thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Okay.
1: Love you guys.